Computer says yes. I'm on Jack Jump on Mountain Dew. Computer says no. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You're listening to the Social Media Club EDU Podcast. Well, it's been a while since we've had a podcast. I think summer happened somewhere in between there. And uh, while Metro Detroit was underwater, we decided it would be a good idea to have another podcast. But I'm Billy Strutter. I'm with Social Media Club Detroit. I also work for Social Coop. And we are going to be talking about SEO for business. We had Tim Yao from Yao's SEO. But I always want to say Yowza. And uh, we're joined with Joanna Dewicki from B4B Connect, who is our sponsor um, for our EDU events that we have here. So thank you very much, and welcome, Joanna. Ah, thank you. So um, tonight, it was kind of interesting, before we even get started, I was panicked thinking that I was going to have to give this presentation tonight, (laughs) (laughs) because we were waiting for Tim. Um, But it was just sort of interesting. I called him, he's like, hey, if you look down, I am this car that's... Do you want to tell that story? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Go right in. Yeah, so he was um, pulled over by one of Detroit's finest, and so that just brought us a little late, but fortunately I didn't have to give that presentation <laughs> tonight. Right. Um, but so let's just talk a little bit about um, SEO because it's SEO for business. And how important is it for, um, for business owners to – how serious should they take the search engine optimization? I'd say that it is probably, um, I, it's one of my favorite marketing strategies for obvious reasons. I've been doing this since 2005, but, uh, but one, one thing I really like about it is that it can bring, it can bring long-term effects. Um, I've worked on sites in 2010 that are still ranking on page one for some of those phrases that I obtained back then. Uh, because the site hasn't gone through any major overhauls or anything like that, they've kind of kept it intact uh, without any further optimization after I was done but it still held those rankings for quite a long while afterwards. Where if I was to rent a billboard, as soon as you take that billboard, you, you're no longer reaching, reaping benefits from that, from that uh, message that you've put out on the street. You know? so, so I like that part of it, and I like the fact that you know, it's, already putting, it's already putting you in front of an audience that has clearly expressed an interest. Sure, they're already looking for you, so you might as well be where they're looking right, for you. Right, right. So you you've already got it. You've already got a captive audience. You're not you're not talking about uh, broadcasting a message to the masses and hoping hoping that a few of those people might actually be interested, like the billboards and this and the um, TV ads and the radio ads and even social media. Um, it's broadcasting to a large audience um, to, to in hopes that nothing wrong with that. It's a broadcast. You know, TV can be very effective, but. Um, you're broadcasting to a whole lot of people, knowing that a good portion of those people are not going to be interested. But in this case, they've already they've already qualified themselves in, as an interested party just based on their search. Yeah, I, let's talk about that. Where the you mentioned that it's important to be first, and there were some statistics that you threw out that were really interesting on just how invisible you are the further down the page you go. Um, so not only being on first page is important, um, it's important to be that top 
top result. Can you mind going deal, oh, sure. digging in that a little bit? Um, statistically, if you look at those numbers that we shared earlier, eighty percent of the of the clicks are going to go through to the first three spots. Sometimes it's not always possible to be that number one spot, but if you can make sure you're doing your best to be in those top three, you got to figure that that's going to eliminate a lot of your competition. And it's going to give your business a lot of good exposure just by by appearing in those in those spots that generally, you know, most eighty percent of the time are going to get those clicks. Okay. Now, do you recommend? Um, you had mentioned that when you're a paid result, that people have trained themselves to sort of ignore those paid results. Mm-hmm. Um, is it ever a good idea for a business to? You know, focus on the search engine optimization being one of the first three, but also um, combining that with the paid search. Yeah, I'd highly recommend. Um, you know, if 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 it's the if paid search is the right business, uh, right for your business, which you know, there's a lot of numbers that have to go into that. Uh, you know, if I'm selling a trinket for five bucks, I got to get a very small number of clicks and get one of those clicks to convert for me to profit from that. So if if I'm selling a five dollar widget. Um, then it might not make sense for me to be on paid search. But if I'm selling some, you know, if my average ticket price or my average uh, sell is going to be in the hundreds or in the thousands, then I can I can get a lot from paid search just because it's a numbers game. If you keep the cost per click down and that cost per conversion, it can it can really benefit your business and I've had a lot of people that were coming to me for search engine optimization but also doing the paid ads either whether they leaned to me for the paid ads or they were doing it themselves they were make you know they've made a long-term commitment to PPC to the Google AdWords and and have have reaped benefits from that for a long period of time so I generally say either do both long-term or at least do you know if, if you don't want to do PPC long-term do that while you're ramping up your organic, uh, ramping up your ability to rank well for in the in the uh, regular search, uh, the non-paid search. So you keep talking about ranking. What are they trying to rank for? Because you mentioned that you know shorter keywords are not necessarily what people search for. So what what are people trying to do? Um, it, it depends on each in, individual industry, but it really boils down to what keyword phrase is going to be that keyword phrase that if somebody's searching that, it's it's obvious that they are in, an interested party. Um, I, I use the example in the in the presentation of stakes versus buy stakes online. Ranking for stakes may or may not really bring benefit because a lot of the people that are doing that search, you don't really know the intention of that searcher. But if I'm if I search for buy stakes online, it sounds like I got a credit card in hand ready to go, and so um, so that can be a better even though it's a longer phrase and it's easier to obtain. It may you may find that that one's actually more beneficial than than a more general uh, more um, uh, one word phrase or even a, some, in some cases two word phrases that are not really making it clear what the searcher's intentions are. And one of the example I didn't get to use in the presentation, I, you know, I found that um, I was doing uh, optimization for an uh, executive coaching site, and I didn't think about it. When I first started, I was trying to rank them for executive coaching, executive coach, and executive coaches. And I realized when I did a search for executive coaches, there was a mixture of what he did and limo services. Two very different things, all mixed together in the search results. That's so, and so the, the all of a sudden it became clear to me why I wasn't able to get them ranking very well for executive coaches plural, but I was getting doing all right with executive coach and executive coaching. 
So the, the intent of the searcher, can a lot can be determined by just what they search. Uh, sometimes you can tell, you know, it's a personal trainer versus personal trainee. They might be looking for a job if they type in personal trainee. But if they search for a personal trainer, there's a better chance that they're looking for somebody that can help them get, get in shape. You know, a lot of what people talk about these days, especially when if you're in social media, you see a lot of people talking about the importance of content marketing. And I did throw air quotes up on that. Um, what is the importance of content? And can you talk to um, a, a bit on that and the importance of writing for people versus writing for Google and the whole black hat, white hat SEO? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I can. First of all, I'll make some waves in my in the SEO world by saying that uh, that I, I prefer um, doing what what I do. You know, focusing my attention on content. There's a lot of people out there that would say it's all about links and it's all about getting you know increasing that link popularity. And there is some truth to that. But I've had really good success just by focusing on providing quality quality content information. Um, and, and putting that information out there, and that ties in very well with social media and, and, um, and the whole um, making the Internet a better place, I guess you could say, um, you know, by providing, providing information, giving people a reason to talk about the information you shared, and, and, and in doing so also making, setting the stage for people to come back again and again to search your website. Yeah, you know, um, it was, the question came up about um, Instagram, and using Vine for, for SEO. So I thought it would be good to just touch on that a little bit um, because people are thinking that, you know, social media plays a big role, um, but we know with, with both Vine and Instagram that those links aren't live, right? You can post a link on Instagram, but it isn't clickable. So it's not really going to give you any benefit. But um, can you talk about the, um, the no-follow and mm -hmm. what that means, because I think there's some confusion on whether or not no follow means that there's you're getting no benefit at all, right. or is it you know what does that look like? I'd say that um, I generally will go after a no follow even even though I know it's a no follow. Um, and what I mean by a no follow is they've got it written in the link that says I'm not endorsing this. I'm not endorsing this website just because I'm linking to this website. I don't want you to think. I don't want Google to think that that I'm backing what they have to say. I don't. I don't necessarily believe what they say, but I'm bringing attention to that website by linking to it. So I put on a nofollow. You find most blogs have a nofollow. Wikipedia does a nofollow. Facebook, Twitter, they all do no nofollows on their links because they don't want to say I'm endorsing this because there's people posting stuff on Facebook all the time. Facebook doesn't want to claim that as something as an endorse. You know, don't they don't want to acknowledge that as an endorsement. Um, so by doing uh, the no follow, they just make it so that um, that the link itself is not bringing you mathematically bringing you benefit from Google. But at the same time, um, I found that those those no follows can also be a good source of traffic. I I, I take advantage of any time I can, uh, you know, maybe improve an article on Wikipedia and link to my client's website through that through that as a reference um, in that, um, not to spam. Wikipedia, they're pretty pretty strict. Of, yeah. You know, they they keep a pretty close eye on those yes, types of do. things. But if I get if I have a legitimate reference that, and and they they are constantly asking for references. So if I'm if I give information, I need to be able to back that information up with a web page. If I can web back that up with a web page, with my client's web page or my own web page, then that can be a good source of traffic. 
I know it's got a nofollow, so it's not bringing me benefit from Google per se, but that doesn't mean that Google doesn't notice it and that Google isn't um, giving me something, uh, some kind of attention because Wikipedia has, has uh, decided to link to keep that link and let me, let me continue enjoying the benefit of that link. You know, I, I have a story about that. When I first started um, in doing social media and digital marketing, I did go to Wikipedia and, and wrote an article. Um, and it wasn't the best written article, um, but I, I can tell you that there was a ton of traffic that was that came from that. But Wikipedia has really cracked down on that, and you know they want they don't want to be considered. You know, anybody can just come on and write and write for the benefit of SEO because then it would just be mayhem, right? Right, right. So. exactly. And that's one reason for the nofollow. And I and I did, I do know that, the, um, I think it was 2006, uh, I, back in the day when I was just getting started in SEO, yep. really getting getting into the thing, and me and a friend were working on an article in um, in Wikipedia, and we could see that they were following us and, t- and removing links while yes. we were doing it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They were that quick on it. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, um, you know, not to... Um, what would you say um, are, if you could come to, to narrow down your presentation to just some key points, what would you say for the small business owner? Like, what would you, what advice would you give them and tell them that this is what you should be focusing on? Um, more and more today, uh, and we, we touched on this quite a bit, it, it, Google wants to create the best possible user experience so that people will keep coming back and using their search engine. Eventually, those people will click on an ad and make Google some money. So that's what they're really trying to do is make sure that people keep coming back and using them. And so in order for them to be a good user experience, the sites that they are listing in the top of their search results are going to need to be a good user experience more and more with every major algorithm update and even the minor algorithm updates that happen. Google's doing 500 some odd a year, so that's more than, that's almost two a day that are occurring. And some of them are very public. We've talked about Penguin and Panda and some of these major algorithm updates that, that everybody knows about, but there's minor ones that nobody ever hears about that are just fine-tuning here and there, and all of them are designed to, to make sure that the ones that create better user experience are being, are, are being uh, pushed to the top. And so creating that user experience, providing quality information, unique information, um, is, is becoming more and more vitally important every day when it comes to if you want to show up well in the search engines, you just got to give the users what they're hoping for. So I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyhow, um, because... Maybe someone listening doesn't know this, but this doesn't just happen overnight, SEO. Right. Um, you know, how much time can you expect to put into that? Uh, what does that look like to before you start seeing results? Um, I generally, you know, like I said, when, I, when I've worked on sites, I've seen, you know, seen results happen maybe two, three, four months down the line. It could be longer. I always point out it could be longer if you've got a brand new .com that doesn't have a history. Uh, or a brand new domain name sure. that doesn't have a history. You know, touch um, on that real quick. Okay. How, how important is the age of domain? Um, Google does pay a lot of attention. It, it seems like they've lessened it a little bit over the years, but there for a while you had to go through this trial period where, uh, you know, and they, they, they back in the day they were referring to it as a sandbox and, and people were questioning whether there was really a sandbox or not and, and so on and so forth. But really what it boiled down to is um, 
the algorithm is Google's algorithm is designed to give preferential treatment to those people that have good link popularity, good um, you know good uh, authority that comes through that link popularity, and because of that, there's a there's a period of time where it's going to be very difficult for a brand new domain to actually rank well, and it can be some, one of the most frustrating experiences you can have if you because I forget I'm working on a brand new .com, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing anything happen. Um, and the interesting thing is I found that, that when I do see something happen, it's almost instantaneous. It's almost overnight. I can see Google lifted the gate, finally yeah. stopped treating my site, website like a baby, like an infant, and actually gave it some credit, gave it some credential. And, and uh, you know, and I've, I've seen, uh, you know, I, I can see almost mark the day that it, that it happened because I went from not being able to rank for anything to all of a sudden I'm ranking for terms that I thought would be a little bit more of a challenge. And so, um, you know, finding finding that they finally gave them, you know, they finally let me graduate to be an adolescent or a teenager or an adult or however you want to put it, um, you can kind of see when Google finally lifts those gates and and lets you you start playing with the big boys, so to speak. (laughs) Okay, good, good stuff. So let's talk about domains again for a little bit longer. Um, I'm curious, what does it mean? So let's say you own a law firm. Um, and you want to, to rank for, um, do you buy the name of your law firm, um, Dash Law Firm? Do you try to keep all the words together? Um, because you see people with domains that, that have dashes. Mm-hmm. Um, does that have an effect on SEO at all? Um, for a long time, there was a, it was a big thing. Was if, I could, if I could, instead of going for the domain that displays my law firm, it, a domain that describes what I do. And a good example of that was, um, let, let's say, uh, I wanted to rank for, um, I wanted to uh, offer life insurance quotes. And if I could get life-insurance-quotes.com, I had a serious advantage over somebody who had something else that had the word insurance in it, but not but not necessarily the phrase that they were searching for. Well, Google, you know, after an outcry from webmasters that were stuck with a domain and couldn't have the keyword rich domain or what we call the exact match domain, um, and and they were seeing that these exact match domains were getting the getting the preferential treatment regardless of what their website was like. Um, if I had life, lifeinsurancequotes.com, I had a severe advantage over all these other websites, even if my content was junk. Mm-hmm. And so it was, uh, I want to say it was about a year and a half, maybe closer to two years ago that Google came out one on a weekend, bad time to do this, but on a weekend they said, okay, enough is enough. If you've got, if we've deemed your site as having low quality content and you've got an exact match domain, it's going to disappear. It's going to fall out. And it's gone. It, 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 in some cases I didn't see them gone, but I saw them seriously drop. Right. And so I come into the office that Monday morning and I've got a client all in an uproar because he heard that one of his, uh, uh, I, I guess you could say a competing site just fell out and they were concerned that they were going to experience the same, same thing. I was like, well, it was an exact match domain um, algorithm update and penalizing exact match domains that were that were just taking advantage of that of having the right .com, and so you don't have anything to worry about. You don't have an exact match domain, so go about go about your business. Everything's fine. <laughs> so it sounds like Google is the place that you need to focus on. Versus, um, I mean, what are your thoughts on on being in Yahoo? 
Um, it seems like Google has been king of the hill for so long that uh, it just makes sense. And, and I've found that uh, no matter how they're ranking in all the various search engines, I've, I've very seldom have ever seen a website get less than 85% of their search traffic from Google. So that's why I still focus my attention on Google. I don't want to jump through the hoops that the algorithms of Bing and Yahoo require of me and end up hurting myself in Google because Google's going to be going to be that great source of traffic, not to mention the fact that really those algorithms are kind of modeled after Google's because they've been king of the hill for so long. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to record the podcast with us. Um, where can people find you? Um, you can... I, the name of my company is Yowzeo, Y-O-W-S-E-O. Um, if you do a search, if you go on Twitter, twitter.com slash Yowzeo, or you go to yowzeo.com, any one of those will get you to me. Um, I think my Facebook page is actually Yowzeo. You know, you have to type in yowzeo.online.marketing, but so it's a little more complicated. But those are those are some great places to find a little bit, find out a little bit more about me and a little bit more about my company. And so your company is optimized, obviously. So if they do a Google search for Yao as CEO, they'll, they'll find it. Is it number so. one? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the funny thing was when I first started the company, and you did you typed in Yaozio, it said uh, it said, "Don't you mean so and so Yaozing?" And it was like this. <laughs> sure. It was like this uh, uh, pop artist in Japan. Or yeah, something somebody like that, that like <laughs> has a popular name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, it took Google a little while to realize I'm there and I'm there for the long haul. But <laughs> but if you do, but if you do a search for um, Detroit SEO. Um, I just recently fell from number one to number two. Um, You're and, there, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know those different Especially types. In that field, those, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm going up against all of all of the people of Detroit uh, yeah. that are in this field. So, so that's I, impressive I, for I, sure. You know, and I did spend eight or nine months at uh, number one for Detroit SEO. Cool. All right. Well, that concludes this podcast. Um, we will be doing another podcast next week, which is pretty exciting. We're going to be talking about paid social. And, um, yeah, so all of that good stuff. Take care. Computer says yes. I'm on Jack Duck on Mountain Computer says no. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.